I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It's Tuesday. It is June 21st and uh, another beautiful day and I hope you're enjoying this summertime. Uh, we welcome you, those that are listening today by way of radio, 95.9 FM. And you say, well, Pastor, why do you say the radio every time? Doesn't everybody listen on the radio? Well, not everybody, believe it or not. There's some high-tech people out there uh, that have uh, um, smartphones and iPads and uh, tablets and computers and all kinds of fancy internet radios. I mean, I know that sounds like, you know, like, you know, advanced, but uh, not everybody listens the old-fashioned way. But for those that are listening uh, on the radio today, 95.9 FM, we welcome you. Those on the podcast, those on the radio app, we welcome you. And then those watching uh, by way of Facebook and those watching uh, on YouTube, we welcome you. I hope you're having a good day. And I thank the Lord for this radio broadcast. I am so thankful for today. I'm going to tell you in a little bit uh, why today is special, but this is a very special day for me and for my family, June 21st. And uh, so we'll tell you about that in a little bit. I'm very excited. Um, of course, this week, uh, tomorrow night, we continue our series on Wednesday nights on the book of Revelation. We just started last week, so we're just getting into it. But I encourage you to come and join us for our Bible study Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Be a wonderful time. And then, of course, don't miss this Sunday. It'll be a great day. We've got a missionary family with us all day. And then um, we've got Kids Crusade starts next Monday, June 27th, uh, 28th, and 29th. And uh, it'll be 6.30 in the evening till 8 o'clock in the evening every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Hope you'll be in prayer for it. And I uh, hope you'll bring your, your kids, bring your grandkids. If you've got some neighbors that have some children, invite them. Uh, offer, say, hey, they can come with us and uh, bring them. It'll be a wonderful time uh, for our kids' crusade. I'm very excited about it. And uh, we're praying that God will give us a wonderful, a wonderful week of Kids Crusade. Uh, I do want to say a happy birthday today to Curry Roberts II. Curry, hope you have a great day. And we appreciate you and what you do for our community. And uh, we are praying for you. Uh, today, it was uh, 28 years ago. Is that right? 28 years ago. Uh, on this day, I was 15 years old. And I was called to preach on this date, June 21st, 1994. And I was at a youth conference in California. And uh, many of you know, my wife and I, we, we lived in California for nine years. We worked there uh, at uh, Golden State Baptist College with Pastor Treber and worked in that ministry. But um, even before I went there to work and even before I went there to attend college, I was in high school and our youth pastor, uh, Pastor Mark Swanson, he took a group of us out for a youth conference uh, in California. I went from Illinois uh, to California for that conference, and it was a wonderful time. We got to see some sights, but the highlight, of course, was that conference. 
and God called me to preach. It was in a, uh, it was a Tuesday night, and uh, in that service, at the end of that service, I surrendered my life to preach the gospel. I knew God had been working on my heart for quite a while. Uh, that old auditorium, it was, uh, it was very, it, was, it wasn't small, but it was packed. I mean, there were probably at that time 13 or 1,400 teenagers in that auditorium. And I think there were only supposed to be about 1,000. I mean, it was just sardines. And so the preacher got done preaching, and he tried to give an invitation, but there was, you couldn't move. It was just so crowded. There wasn't, uh, the, the aisles were not big. The, the altar area in the front uh, where people would pray, that was very small. The platform was small. And so he kind of tried to give an invitation, but literally I just turned around in my pew and right there I, I knelt down and I prayed and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, if you'll use me, I'll, I'll surrender to be a preacher of the gospel. And so uh, I surrendered that night and uh, it was in the hotel room that night that our youth pastor came by uh, to talk to the guys and he was asking us about decisions we made. He could tell God been working on my heart and he asked me, he said, Jeremy, he said, did you make a decision tonight? And I said, I did. I said, I made the decision and uh, I, I surrendered uh, to be a preacher of the gospel. I believe that's what God wants me to do. And he was so excited. He prayed with me there. Well, then the next morning, Pastor Treber in that youth conference, uh, he said in that service, he said, I know last night, he said, I know you couldn't come forward. I know we couldn't, you know, recognize those or uh, rejoice with those that made decisions. But he said, but if you made the decision last night, uh, to serve God full-time with your life, no matter what God wants, whether it be a preacher, missionary, whatever. He said, I want you to stand. And so I stood because I had made that decision the night before. And uh, then I think what he did, if I remember right, I need to, I need to ask somebody to double-check, but I believe then he had those that had surrendered to serve the Lord. He said, I want you to come up to the platform. And we all stood up on that platform. And what a wonderful day. Uh, that was uh, many years ago. Well, then, uh, today also, June 21st, is my daughter Savannah's spiritual birthday. And uh, so we already celebrated this morning. We went to Chick-fil-A for breakfast. And so that was our celebration. But I'm so happy for uh, Savannah. And uh, if I remember right, I think this is the day uh, June 21st, I think that the Bybies rolled into town, and uh, that's been six years ago now. It's hard to believe, and uh, we thank the Lord for them. But anyway, all of that to say God's been good. It's a wonderful day. I want you to hear this song, and uh, I'm thankful that God has always been faithful. He's always been good. Uh, he's not hit or miss. Uh, he is consistent. He is faithful, and he is always there. Uh, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Let's listen to this song, and after this song, we'll get into our Bible study for today. Are you weary from the battle you're fighting? Does it seem that the storm just won't break? Is there a mountain in front of you you doubt will ever move? You wonder, will God make a way? Well, tell me a time He's not been faithful. Tell me a morning His mercies were new. Tell me a moment that He wasn't able to carry you. Child, when you look back, you 
remember to take hold of faith and stand firm. Oh, you can be confident. The Lord keeps his promises. Don't doubt. Just read through his word and tell me for that. I thank the Lord for that great song. And we're glad to have you with us today. We started yesterday, Psalm 90. And uh, this psalm was a psalm of Moses. And uh, Moses said, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place. You've been our abiding place in all generations. And we talked yesterday about the background, of course, uh, Moses and the children of Israel, they were wandering in the wilderness. They were living in tents and they didn't have a permanent dwelling place. But God, uh, Moses said, but God, he said, we don't need a permanent dwelling place down here because we got one in you and you are our dwelling place. And so we talked about that yesterday. God is our dwelling. But let's look at, as we look at the idea of God being our dwelling place, first of all, we see that he is our savior. Uh, you find that word abide or abiding place in the Old Testament. And then you get to the New Testament and Jesus says, he says, you can abide in me. And he says, I can abide in you. And boy, what a blessing to know that we can abide in Christ and we can stay with him. And Jesus is willing to save whosoever will. You see, you may live in a house and you may get to a point where you say, 
There ain't no more room for anybody else in this house. This house is full. But aren't you glad that when it comes to salvation, aren't, aren't you glad there's always room for one more? It's, it's for anybody. It's for the entire world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that's anybody, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus uh, is our savior. We can abide in him and he is willing to save. Uh, it's an invitation. He says, abide in me. And I'm thankful that he is our dwelling place. We see he's our savior, letter A. Letter B, we see that our dwelling place in Christ, our dwelling place in the Lord is secure. Um, at night, you're getting ready to go to bed. And what do you do? You check the doors, make sure the doors are locked. You check the windows. And uh, boy, you got to check them because if you don't, you know what's going to happen. You'll lay down, you're ready to go to bed. And then your wife will say, did we check the doors? Did we check the windows? And you know what that means? That means whether we did or not, we got to do it again and make sure, right? And, uh, and by the way, let me tell you something else you need to check. You need to check the front door, make sure your keys still are not in the lock, you know, in the front door. That's always a good thing to check too. Uh, but you have to check those things. You have to make sure everything is secure. You have to make sure everybody is safe. But aren't you glad when you're in Jesus Christ, aren't you glad that you don't have to worry about that because you're safe? Now, you still should lock your doors. I'm not saying you shouldn't lock your doors. But aren't you glad that your eternity is safe? Aren't you glad that your soul is secure? Aren't you glad that you have eternal life in Jesus Christ and you didn't get saved because of yourself and you don't stay saved because of yourself? It is all because of Jesus and His promise that He will keep us safe and secure. We see in Christ, we have our Savior. We can be secure. But then I like this. We can be settled. The Lord has been our dwelling place in all generations. Can I tell you, there are some places where you live where you know, I'm not going to be able to live here forever. Uh, maybe it's the size of the house, or maybe it's the neighborhood, or maybe it's the location, or whatever. And you say, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to stay in this particular place forever. But when you get in Christ, it's forever. It says in verse number two, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Uh, you don't have to do renovations on the dwelling place that you're in in Christ. It, there's no need for remodel. There's no need for repair. This dwelling place, when you are dwelling in Christ, it does not rot. It does not rust. It does not decay. It doesn't get worn out. You see, it never needs to be replaced. It never needs to be fixed. It is a dwelling place that is going to be fine forever. Jesus Christ is forever. He will save you and he will keep you forever. You see, God was when nothing else was. God never changes. God is everlasting. And when he is our dwelling place, we have safety, we have security, and we have a home and we have an abiding place that is settled forever. Jesus said, uh, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests have nests. But can I tell you, uh, those holes don't last forever for the foxes. They got to find a new one. Those nests don't last forever. You ever see a nest that blows down out of a tree? They got to build a new one. Well, guess what? Palaces crumble. Uh, houses are burned. And many times after a, a, a house is, is burned or a house is destroyed, it's just buried and it's forgotten. But God is our dwelling place 
in all generations. I hope that helps you today. I hope that encourages you today to know that in God, you have a dwelling place. You have an abiding place, a place where you're safe, a place where you have, you have been saved. Uh, your, your soul has been saved. You'll never have to go to hell because you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and it's settled. It's settled once and for all. You don't get saved and say, you know, I know this is going to last a couple years. I'm going to have to look for somebody else to save me after that. Oh, no. When Jesus Christ saves you, he saves you forever. And I'm glad to know that I've been saved. I've been born again. I'm a child of God. And that will last forever, for all of eternity. I never have to worry about it. I never have to doubt it because I am in the hands of an almighty God. The Lord is our dwelling place. I hope that helps you today and hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.